Today we're in week number six of our Revelation series, and we're going to talk today about something probably some of you have been waiting to get to, because of course Revelation talks about the second coming of Christ. Now, the Bible talks about the second coming of Christ more than 1,800 times. In the New Testament alone, we find it over 300 times in 22 of the 27 books. And Jesus himself talked about his second coming 22 times. There's a lot of debate about the second coming of Christ. It depends on if you're pre-mill or post-mill or all these things. There's other topics on this in our library if you want to talk about that kind of stuff. But for right now, we're going to talk about what we can know for sure, because there's three things that we can know for sure about the second coming of Christ. So let's talk about that. Here's the first thing. Jesus will return as a mighty king prepared for battle. The first time he came, he faced a cross. The next time he comes, he will wear a crown. Let's look at the text. Revelation 19, verse 11. Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. The rider is Jesus. For he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a wine press. And on his robe at his thigh was written this title, King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Now in Revelation, we've been reading about dragons and beasts and battles. But I love verse 19 because this is a climax as the book is almost coming to a close and Jesus is riding in with a crown, right? How different that is from his time on earth where he went to the cross and he died on the cross for our sins. But this picture of Jesus is awesome. On that day, Jesus will be victorious in battle, destroying Satan and his enemies. We will see the extermination of all evil as we know it. Back to Revelation 19. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors, of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast from earlier chapters, and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse, Jesus, and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. And both the beast and his false prophet were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding on the white horse. And the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. And then the devil, the dragon, who had deceived them, was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. And there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, this reads more like a modern-day movie than the Bible. It's really intense stuff, but we shouldn't be afraid, right, if we're followers of Jesus. We shouldn't be struck with fear as we read these verses because we're on the right side. Now, if you're not sure if you're following Jesus, if you're not sure if you're on the right side, then you really need to pay attention to this final truth. Jesus will righteously judge one last time, and only those who have trusted Jesus will be saved on that day. 
Revelation 20, starting at verse 11, and I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. And the earth and the sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So here's the obvious question if you're watching this. How can I get my name into the book of life? Apparently the book of life is a record of everyone who has put their faith in Jesus Christ. See, there's only one way to be saved according to the Bible. The only way to be saved is by trusting in Jesus Christ, by placing your faith in Jesus Christ for your salvation. Because if you're trusting your own good deeds, your own good works to save you on that day, well, they won't because nobody's perfect, only Jesus. So the Bible says that when Jesus went to the cross, he set up this incredible exchange that we could exchange our filthiness for his righteousness. And the way we can make that deal with God is by humbling ourselves, admitting that we're sinners and coming to him and trusting in him for salvation, trusting in his righteousness to save us. Jesus himself said it like this in John 5, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. In Colossians 2, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. And then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Revelation 19 and 20 tells us this much, and it's what the whole Bible tells us. Someday, Jesus is going to come back. He's going to judge those who have not put their faith in him, and he's going to save those who have. So if you need to put your faith in Christ, if reading through Revelation has unveiled the Jesus of the Bible for you, and if you're learning that, well, you haven't yet trusted in Jesus for salvation, I encourage you to do that today with a mentor, a friend, a family member, or a small group leader. We'll put a link down below to help you to do it.